This is Restart Hope with Pastor Joel Sicker on FM 94.1 The Voice. Have you come to that place of treasuring that righteousness of Christ? It's no longer I who live, it's Christ who lives in me. When temptation comes this week, dear God, give us the strength to say, it's no longer I who lives, so temptation be gone. It's Christ who lives in me. Do we treasure this righteousness of Christ? We saying to first to be able to say, I'm found in him. And look at this Paul, he continues to say, he says, not found in the righteousness of my own that comes from the law. So earlier, he was found in the righteousness of his own. Hold on. It's hard to say righteousness fast. It's crazy. Not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law. Because if you saw him earlier, walking on the street, he looked like a righteous guy. He had the robes. He had the hairdo. He smelled like it. He, he, had, he had his fancy uniform. And they were like, oh, wow, like, you know, righteous guy. It didn't come from the law, but he says, but a righteousness that comes through faith in who? Christ. In Christ. It comes through faith in Christ. Through faith in Christ. This is the gospel. Be found in him, not in your own works, but through faith in Christ. Faith, in Hebrews it says that, you know, it's walking in confidence in something that you don't see. And in this context, faith is leaning and relying completely on Jesus and not on your works knowing that he's taking care of it and when you come to him you will be found in him you might have failed all week long you might have been failing all these past few months and everything I'm telling you right now God is bringing to the surface and he's like hey so many obstacles in your way so many things that's actually stopping you from true spiritual transformation but now he's giving you an invitation he's opening this treasure and saying Know me. Suffer with me, for me. I'll be your friend in suffering. I've suffered too. Treasure my righteousness. And say yes to this beautiful treasure. And say no to the millions and millions and millions of, of things that's drawing you to the world. Say no to that and suffer with me. And be found in me. Receive this in faith. And I'll give you a righteousness that does not come by the law. This righteousness comes by my death and my resurrection. Jesus lived a perfect life that you and I could never live. And he died a sinner's death that you and I should have died. And that's how this righteousness comes. And then he says, he says, and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which comes through faith in Christ, the righteousness from God that depends on faith. You see, it not just comes through faith, but it also depends on faith. Hey, it's quite possible that you stop walking in faith. The Bible says without faith, it's impossible to please God. It's quite possible you stop walking in faith, but you're walking by sight. You're walking just by religion. You're walking by how you feel and, and how many times you come to church and how many times you tithe. And maybe even you're walking in your own religion with how much you know the Bible, but you stop walking in faith. You stop trusting God. You're trusting your finances. You're trusting the government. You're trusting your health. You've stopped trusting God. You might be poor, but you have Christ. You might be sick, but you have Christ. You might be alone, but you have Christ. You might be struggling with depression, but you have Christ. You might be dying, but you have Christ. Do you treasure him? Do you treasure his righteousness? Because to be absent, the body is to be present with the Lord. We're not created to live here forever anyways. This is the garbage dump or scuba dump. <laughs> to be found in him, in his righteousness, justified through his death and his resurrection. This justification, this righteousness comes from you making the business transaction that you need to make this morning in faith. It takes faith. It takes faith. It scares me. It scares me when I make a big transaction online. I'm spending $4,000 online. That's crazy. That's, that's insane. I mean, $20 online, it's insane. I'm like, I, 
Mind you, when Prince wants twenty dollars, he'll give me a million dollars. Sounds a little fishy. <laughs> it sounds very scary to, to 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 make a business transaction with someone that I don't know. But this morning, Jesus is revealing Himself as a personal Savior, and we got business to do. And this 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 beautiful this beautiful justification, this beautiful righteousness, this strength to suffer comes when we start this transaction with the King, cutting off everything that's an obstacle cutting it loose and recognizing that it's total, total loss. True spiritual, find, uh, true spiritual surrender will find you in Jesus and not just in some religion or not just in some doctrine and not just on a church pew. You'll be found in Jesus. What a beautiful, what a beautiful thing that is, that you'll be found in Him. Not in your own righteousness that comes from rule keeping. doesn't matter what your mother thinks of you, your pastor, your mentor, your coach, or your boss. It matters what Jesus thinks of you. And this morning, he knows where your heart is. We started with a parable, didn't we, of a man that found a treasure when he wasn't even looking for a treasure. He stumbled upon it. Jesus shares a second parable in that same chapter, in Matthew chapter 13. He says, again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant in search of fine pearls, who on finding one pearl of great value, he went and sold all that he had and he bought it. The reason why I share that is because there are two kinds of people in this room this morning, and I know that, and watching at home. There are some of you that have been seeking and seeking and seeking, and you've been trading and, trans and having this transaction, but you've been having transaction with the religion, and it's never really brought you close to God. And this morning, God is introducing himself as a treasure that's worth more than anything else, and is introducing you, introducing you to himself, and your job is to respond. And some of you, you didn't really come here to find anything. Some of you tuned in not really to find anything, but you stumbled upon this great treasure who is Christ. What are you going to do with him? Are you going to consider everything as a loss and get into the business of spiritual transformation in receiving Christ? Jesus says in the same chapter, he says that these people, they will hear, but they will never understand. It's because the ears are dull. The eyes are blind. He says, but if they heard, they'll be transformed. The Bible tells us, isn't it? If my people will repent, They'll turn and seek my face. I will hear and I will respond to Christ and I will heal them. I will change their land. Listen, spiritual transformation is something that God wants to do in our lives, but it takes us doing a business transaction with Him this morning. The business of spiritual transformation is taking inventory of all our loves, everything that's an obstacle, and being transformed by Christ and laying it all at the foot of the cross and saying, God, you can take this. I don't want this. I just want you. I want you and you and you and you alone. You alone. You alone. For some of you, you need to put your ministry on hold. For some of you, you need to put your family on hold. For some of you, you got to put your, your jobs on hold. I mean this. It's worth it. This week, in fact, I was telling my wife, I need to fast and pray. I'm going to fast and pray this week, and I want to hear from you. What can I be praying for you for? Because like Paul, I struggle with anxiety for this church when I hear that things aren't going well with you. And I want to pray that God will lift you up, that God will encourage you. Jesus cares for you. God is calling us church. God is calling you, no matter where you are, no matter what you, where you're watching us from. God this morning is calling you to a deeper commitment like never before. When you stand before the altar and you're getting married, one of the lines that we use in our vows is forsaking all else. I'll be committed to you forsaking all else. And we desire that in a human relationship. How much more would your king desire that from you? Would you forsake all else and be committed to me? Would you forsake all else? Would you forsake money? Would you forsake pride? Would you forsake your shame and your self-righteousness and your titles? Would you forsake all else and be committed to me? Second thing that God is challenging us with is when you suffer, 
would you suffer joyfully? And joy and suffering will come first from humility. When you're suffering, if you're suffering right now, ask God to give you humility to suffer. The world is going through a crazy time right now. And believers can still find joy in suffering. Because when we suffer in humility, trusting our king, he gives us joy. But when you suffer and it builds self-righteous pride, it'll bring death. So even if you're suffering for the sake of the gospel and people are slandering you, suffer joyfully. I say this because and I'm closing. Give me five minutes and we'll close. I'm saying this because almost every single week this past few weeks, please pray for me as your pastor. I've been getting all sorts of slander against my name. I've been getting people tearing me down. I've, been, I've heard from people coming and talking to people that come to our church and saying, don't go to this church. I don't hear people doing that about other churches. These are Christians who do this. And you know what? I told my wife this week, I said, why am I even doing this? Why do I just stand here and look like a fool every single week and come and preach my heart out when people are just trying to tear me down? And you know what? I realized it's a joy to suffer for Christ. Amen. It's a joy. Because, hey, because if, 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 if people are getting their feathers a little ruffled, I think we're doing something right. Yeah. And in fact, in fact, I wore a shirt today just for you and just for anybody that's thinking that we as a church is immature because your pastor wears ripped jeans, I want you to know that it's a pile of scuba for you to think that I'm more righteous because I wore a stupid shirt today. Wearing a shirt or a suit when I preach doesn't make me more righteous. Jesus Christ makes me righteous. And the gospel that we preach is the gospel that's transforming lives, that's bringing dead people to life, that's causing people who are stuck in the ways of sin to find grace and healing in Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord for that. So the question for you then, as you go out in the world and as you face slander and as you face your family thinking that you're an idiot and laughing at you and saying that you're a fool for thinking this and you believe in prophecy and smile and consider it a joy to suffer gladly for Jesus' sake. And one day I will see you on the floors of heaven and we'll dance together even though I don't dance because that's what we're living for. And hopefully those self-righteous people will shake their hand. Say, come on, dance with me too. Isn't grace beautiful? It's amazing. All right. And thirdly, and thirdly, what I want to challenge you. So the first thing is God's calling us to commitment that's deeper than ever before. Forsaking all else. Secondly, suffer with joy. Thirdly, it's nice to be excited and to clap and rejoice. But the question comes from a very deep place in my heart. And please don't answer this out loud. This is between you and God. Do you really want spiritual transformation? Do you really want to change? Do you, do you really desire this or are you happy with where you are because if you're happy with where you are then God bless you I really hope that this morning the spirit was working you though that, that keeping you uncomfortable and saying I, I'm not happy with where I am I want a deeper more intimate relationship with Jesus I need to know him more and I need to be transformed more and I know that but do you really want to be transformed in, in John chapter 5 it's not going to be up on the screen Jesus goes to this guy and he's been sick for 38 years 38 years he's been sick. And Jesus goes to him and says, do you want to be healed? I don't think Jesus asked anybody that question when he healed. Do you want to be healed? And you know what is, he's been sick for 38 years, man. And you know what he says? He says, well, you know, when the water stirred and he comes up with excuses. If someone came and asked me, Joel, do you, do you want God to bless the church? I'm not going to be like, well, you know what? I have been, what do you think my answer is going to be? Well, of course, man, yeah. Joel, do you want marriages in that church to be healed? Of course I want marriages to be Do you want people to be healed in your church that's sick? Of course I want people to be healed. Yeah, of course. Like, I'm not going to be make excuses and be like, you know what, Jesus, I fasted all this year. We did the summon series on when the clouds don't go away. I don't make excuses. This guy makes excuses. When Jesus asked him the beautiful question, do you want to be healed? And I want to ask you that same question. Do you want God to transform your life? Don't answer it out loud. Do you want God to transform your life? Or 
Are you coming with excuses of saying, well, you know what, I tried it before. You know what, I did this business transaction before. You know when I was young, I went to a Billy Graham crusade, I went up front, I gave my life to Christ. Okay, all that's great and good, but do you want Jesus to transform your life now and today and this week and when you go back home, do you want to be found in him or do you want to be found in what happened in the past? Or do you want God to do a beautiful transforming work in your life right now and today? And if that's the case, I want to encourage you to fast with me this week and pray that God will change you. I'm not saying fast from your tea. Come on, oh, coffee, you're Americans, that's right. I will fast for my creamer. I will just have black tea for Jesus. I'm suffering for Jesus. <laughs> Hashtag American Christianity. <laughs> but, but I am American. I know, I'm criticizing myself too. Calm down. Okay? <laughs> it's fantastic. But I, okay, fast from Rockstar. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I got another one under the tree I love this church but I wonder what it would be like when we come back next week you guys are crazy man you guys are even more rowdy than the youth group you know <laughs> and this is with a rock star <laughs> like this is going to be great but I wonder what it would be like if we actually spent this week in the presence of God overcoming temptation silencing everything Silence everything. Turn everything off and say, God, just you and me now. Just you and me. Just you and me. We started this year fasting and praying before we came in. And I think it'll be great for us to fast and pray again and say, Lord, I really want to be transformed. Amen. God, I really want, and you know what? I really don't care how many people come to this church, man. But I want the few people that do come to be willing to gladly pick up the cross and suffer for the sake of Christ. Not watering on the gospel, not being intimidated by the world, but rejoicing that our King Yeshua Emmanuel, God with us, is with us, and we consider it an honor to live for him, to suffer for him, to die for him, and we look forward to spending eternity with him in all his glory. Amen. Isn't that fantastic? Would you stand? We'll pray and we'll close. Thank you, Lord. Next week, we'll bring this to a close when we talk about spiritual transformation again, the ultimate end of spiritual transformation, and we talk about the resurrection. It's going to be great. The resurrection. It doesn't all end over here, but what we do over here definitely matters. You might have made bad choices in life, but those choices don't have to define you anymore. You can come back into a relationship with Him and let Him define you. Let Him lead you. Let Him guide you. Join us this Sunday at the Living Church Boise. Service and address can be found on our website, www.thelivingchurchboise.com. Visit our website for service time and address.